Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Well, I got to tell you, it didn't take long, did it? It really didn't take long. Uh, the CDC has come out with their new school fall guidelines, and you'd better believe that countless ignorant people are going to take these guidelines seriously, and they're going to implement them. I kid you not, this is going to happen. They did it last year. They're going to do it again. Because again, these parents and these teachers and these school officials that are doing this are foolish beyond belief. Child abuse has become completely sanctioned in America in K-12 schools. And this is just more proof. So this comes from the Gateway Pundit, and it's titled, CDC Targets Unvaccinated Children in New Guidance for Students Returning to School in the Fall. And again, the most ignorant of parents are going to drink this in. And it's all being done, I might add, in an effort to continuously coerce parents into jabbing their children. They're not going to stop until all of these children are jabbed and all of these ignorant parents are jabbing the hell out of their kids. And then they're all going to die, and then they're going to wonder why. I don't know why they're sick all of a sudden. Must mean the vaccine's working. <laughs> no. No, that's not what it means. It means you're, you're pumping poison into their veins. So here we go. Quote, big smiles, everybody. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, on Friday issued new guidance for students returning to school in the fall. The CDC said only fully vaccinated children do not need to wear masks in classrooms. A couple of bullet points here. Number one, masks should be worn indoors by all individuals age two and older. Now, I'm going to stop there already. God, this is just, I'll tell you what, it's... It's exhaustingly predictable, isn't it? Remember a year ago, just a year ago, when, when individuals who were less than the age of, oh, I don't know, I think it was less than five, didn't have to wear masks. And now we've always been saying that they've just been pushing to have younger and younger and younger individuals wearing masks. And now they've just done it. And now they're, they're, they're saying it right here. Age two and older have to wear masks, according to the CDC. These people are Satanists. They don't read facts at all. The jury is in on the mask wearing. It's harmful. It hurts people. It's unnecessary. Read the directions on the box. It says don't wear them does not protect against anything. I can't believe people are still wearing masks. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's a thing still. It never should have been a thing, but it was clearly a test for compliance. But now they want two-year-olds wearing them. I'll tell you something. It takes me, and I've said this in the past, it takes every ounce of energy I have to not scream at parents in public when I see their children wearing masks as they're walking next to them. Every ounce of energy. I have in my bones. I just, it's next level. It's next level child abuse. It, it continues here. Uh, age two and older who are not fully vaccinated. So masks should be worn indoors by all individuals age two and older who are not fully vaccinated. They're not vaccines. They don't work. So they're not taking their own mask advice. The vaccines don't work. 
they're more harmful than getting a cold or SARS-CoV-2, but they're just pushing forward. They don't care. It says consistent and correct mask use by people who are not fully vaccinated is especially important indoors and in crowded settings when physical distancing cannot be maintained. Now, here's the next bullet point. If you didn't think that one was bad enough, CDC recommends schools maintain at least three feet of physical distance between students within classrooms, combined with indoor mask wearing by people who are not fully vaccinated to reduce transmission risk. When it is not possible to maintain a physical distance of at least three feet, such as when schools cannot fully reopen while maintaining these distances, it is especially important to layer multiple other prevention strategies such as indoor masking. Segregation and discrimination, ladies and gentlemen, are completely allowed now. Every, every teacher in America who does this, their contract is officially null and void. They're not following their own contracts anymore. And you, and you have to understand, they're not putting these things in their new contracts. They're not saying, I mean, they might be. They might be sneaking them in now. I take that back. They might be sneaking these things into their contracts now to avoid civil lawsuits for child abuse or criminal lawsuits for child abuse. By the way, where's the mainstream media on that? Where's any media on that, even alternative media? We're not hearing about, about school boards being sued anymore, are we? Where are those stories? I'd love to report on those stories. I would love to read those actual lawsuits that have taken place where the school boards have officially backed down and their superintendents and health departments have backed down because this is child abuse. Segregation and discrimination. You haven't had the jabs. You have to wear a mask. You stand over there. The rest of us unjabbed, or the rest of us fully jabbed, will be vomiting on each other over here and making each other deathly ill. But don't worry, the time will come where we will blame the unjabbed, or the unvaxxed, as they would probably say. This is insane. It's absolutely insane. Children have f- virtually zero chance of dying from COVID, quote-unquote, yet the CDC is specifically calling for unvaccinated children to be abused and marked with a face mask. It continues, it says, A new study published in JAMA, J-A-M-A, Pediatrics, says children wearing masks can expose them to dangerous levels of carbon dioxide. No kidding. That's a year and a half old. It continues, Furthermore, vaccines are currently only available to children ages 12 and up. They shouldn't even be allowed to any, for anybody, ever. And no one should take them, ever, under any circumstance. The CDC will also recommend that all schools fully reopen in the fall, even if they can't take all recommended steps to prevent COVID. This is purely political, you don't say. And then that's the end of the article. There's their guidelines. I'm sure there's a whole lot more. What about those teachers that were spraying their students with disinfectant? Is that going to be a strategy that is recommended by their local health departments? What about the teachers that had the shower curtains in between desks? Instead of six feet apart, now they can be three uh, three feet apart. But can we have shower curtains up again, please? Because I remember reading uh, in scientific journals that clear shower curtains in between people keeps people from getting ill. Oh, no, wait, it doesn't, because that's completely made-up nonsense. 
and clearly an abusive tactic that an insane person thinks it's real. I got nothing. I got nothing on these crazy people. I got nothing. Okay. Now, there was this other story from last week, which I thought was beyond bizarre, completely degenerate, but the quote-unquote San Francisco Gay Men's Choir decided to write and sing a horrific song saying that they were going to indoctrinate children, and all of their children were coming for your children, and that was an actual line repeated uh, over and over again in this song. Well, fun fact, turns out at least six of them are convicted sex offenders and registered sex offenders. Hmm. Go figure. Shocking. I'm not going to play the song again because I don't want people to throw up, but uh, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your eyes peeled. That's all. They're, 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 uh, they're coming for children in, in certain ways now that they're not even hiding it anymore. I mean, they're not, they're not hiding things. They're just telling you straight up, we want your kids on drugs. We want to sexually molest your children. That's what they're saying. They're saying it, and they're singing about it. They're singing about it. It's not just in books. It's not just in the news. They're singing about it in songs. It's in the cartoons the kids watch. It's everywhere. But you won't notice it if you don't if you if you can't recognize it. If you can't recognize it and you're not listening and you're not paying attention, you're never gonna see it. You're never gonna hear it. Now the jab news just keeps getting more and more insane, as you would expect. This was sent to me by Amanda on Gab. Thanks, Amanda, by the way. Highly appreciate it. And it's another one of these it was it apparently came in the mail. And uh, one of these get your jab flyers. At the very top, it says, get your questions answered. Quote, it's normal to have questions. Get answers and make the decision that's right for you. COVID19.colorado.gov slash vaccine. Then below that, it says, find your vaccine. It says, find the free vaccine closest to you by using the QR code provided or by calling 877-co-co. V-A-X-C-O. And then at the bottom line, it says, walk in, no appointments needed. Getting vaccinated will take just minutes of your time, and you're entitled to pay sick leave from your employer to get vaccinated and recover from possible side effects, unquote. You read, you, you, uh, I read that correctly. You heard that correctly. And then it says, don't wait, get vaccinated today, power the comeback. And the website is cocovidvaccine.org. They're at, uh, in Colorado, they're giving you paid sick leave time to recover from possible side effects. <laughs> you just, you can't, I got, uh, there, what, what is this? What is this? They're telling you it's poison. They're telling you they're going to give you paid sick leave because of the adverse reactions to the poison. I, um, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. They're openly admitting it's poison. Because again, when you get ill from getting a jab of any kind, that doesn't mean it's working. It means you've just poisoned yourself. And that's your body's way of saying, hey, how you doing? Great. Next time, don't do that. 
stop poisoning me, please. That's what that means. It just, it, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Uh, here's something else. This case, this was sent to me again uh, by Vanessa Hurst. This was bouncing around on their, um, on their Save Their School District Facebook page, if I'm not mistaken, but it says this, and this is going on in, in the state of Kentucky. It's, this is frightening. It says, quote, On Thursday, Dr. Stephen Stack, Commissioner of the Kentucky Department for Public Health, joined Governor Brashear to provide an update on the state of COVID-19 in Kentucky. Dr. Stack said after eight weeks of decreasing cases in Kentucky, last week, cases and the positivity rate increased. To protect everyone and to be able to keep taking part in activities they enjoy, he encouraged all Kentuckians, especially younger Kentuckians, to get vaccinated. Now, before I read the abomination that is below that previous abomination that I just read, I'm not even. I don't. I don't even know where to start with this. This is. This is just becoming overwhelming. This is grinding on my brain more and more and more. If the vaccinations worked, which aren't vaccinations by legal or medical definition, if they worked, why are people getting sick? Because it's the jabbed who are getting sick. That's why. This manipulation is. Again, I'm repeating myself, I know, and I apologize, but it is next level. It's just next level stuff, because only the blind and the sheep are actually thinking. There's more of it out there. More people are dying. The only people who are dying and the only people who are ill and the only people who are going to the hospital and the only people who are having adverse reactions are the jabbed. That's it. It says this. And this is awful. Quote, If you have a football team with 50 people on it, think about a high school varsity football team. If 20% are vaccinated and 80% are not, here's what could happen. If you're in a locker room with all of these kids for more than 15 minutes and you have one positive case, every single one of those players will count as an exposure because they're probably all unmasked and close together. If your team is only 20% vaccinated, that means 40 of the students have to be quarantined, and you can't field a team with just 10 players. But if the team is 80% vaccinated, only 10 kids have to be quarantined, and you still have 40 players, said Dr. Stack. Quote, here's the bottom line for students, parents, and coaches. If you want to stay, sta- stay safe, and on top of that, play sports, the single best thing you can do is go out and get vaccinated, unquote. No. No, it isn't, Dr. Stephen Stack, Commissioner of Kentucky Department of Public Health. If you're an actual medical doctor, if you're an actual medical doctor, you are in breach of your own oath. You've broken your own oath, not to mention you're a moron. You're an absolute moron, because no one who is literate would say such a thing. He's bought, he's sold, he's corrupt, he's getting kickbacks, ladies and gentlemen. This is how corrupt it is. It goes right through every branch of government, regardless of how local or how small, right through every single office. 
Govern yourselves. Stop letting these monsters do it for you. And for Christ's sake, if you're still playing sports in K-12 schools, and you're listening to this nonsense and heeding these quote-unquote false warnings, and you're taking this maniacal satanic advice from Dr. Stephen Stack or anybody else, there is something wrong with you. There is something seriously wrong with you. Pull them out of these games. Pull them out of these sports. Pull them out of the bread and circus. Stop wasting your time. Protect their lives. Educate them. And speaking of education, I'm going to play this little audio. I've played audio like this before, but not from this particular individual. But this comes from Beach Milk on Gab and on Telegram. I highly recommend getting on that page if you haven't. I've, I've, I've played some, some audio from, from their site before. I believe that they're based in Australia, if I had to take a guess. Uh, but don't quote me on that. But here's some audio of a woman talking about quote-unquote viruses and whether or not they actually exist. Because theoretically, they don't. They don't. People have immune reactions to people who are ill, and people have immune reactions to the poisons that they put in their own bodies, not to mention the stress that their own body is under. But this notion of these viruses just floating around in the air and, oh, if you cough on somebody, you're going to get a virus. I'm, I'm telling you what, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I believe in bacteria. I believe in that. I believe that you can get bacterial infections, of course. But this virus stuff, man, I don't know. I think it's in the jabs. And so does this person. So give this a listen. Important for people to understand that a virus has never been isolated. Not once, not ever, and never will be because it doesn't exist as described. Uh, if you look at Dr. Stefan Lenka's work, he was the one really to get things vocalized. He's a German virologist, biologist, and he was actually the one to first identify a phage in the ocean, uh, which are large structures that actually support the terrain of the fish and help them uh, overcome disease. So they're not pathogenic. And when he realized that, he's like, something's very wrong. He started to look at measles virus particularly, and he wanted to see the original papers that identify the virus and name it, uh, measure it, and describe it appropriately. And he found that in all the original papers, that was not done. Uh, none of the viral uh, particles as they have uh, described and shown cartoons of um, and colored pictures of and fancy CGI of, uh, they don't exist like that. Uh, they don't aren't seen uh, on 2D uh, microscopes properly. They're artifacts of the body and they're produced when the body undergoes stress. Uh, stress, toxins, and nutritional deficiencies will lead to issues in the body where cells start to proliferate because they have to fix a problem. And when you have waste material gone uh, out of control, then you have to remove them. The body has to remove them. Now, if you are uh, living a lifestyle where you're feeding yourself all kinds of uh, bad foods, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, drinking lots of coffee, not taking care of your health, uh, then each spring you usually go through a natural sort of detox where you remove these materials through mucus uh, out, of, out of the body. Uh, and if you take that mucus and you look at it under a microscope, you'll find all these kinds of particles. Um, and if you're looking for these 
groups of particles, uh, you'll kind of find what you're looking for. And it's basically like saying um, flies have caused the garbage that you made, but no, you make your garbage and then the flies are attracted to the garbage. So same thing in your body. You make the garbage, your own microbes go to work pleomorphically, polymorphically, meaning they change shape. So a bacterium becomes a fungal form, becomes a viral form, and so on. Not to not to talk, make you toxic or make you sick per se, as they've described it, and give you bad things, but to actually assist the body to remove the poisons from all the tissues and remove them appropriately. If you're in a nutritional deficiency state, then what's going to happen is you can't remove it appropriately through the liver and through the kidneys. Um, you will use other organ systems like the skin, as we see in measles or chicken poxes, we see in the lungs coming out, which is inappropriate. Ideally, you would go right through the liver. So People say, oh, you shouldn't say that. You might get it. And then what happens? And I say, I will never get it. I'll never get it because I detox my body regularly and I give myself good nutrition and I don't poison myself. Um, I'm not afraid of, of anything that I couldn't even possibly catch anyway. Um, so understanding that right from the beginning, we do not have a virus. We do not have it uh, identified appropriately. And it does not satisfy Henley Cox postulates. And even in the original papers from COVID, from China, it states in that research that it does not satisfy Koch's postulates, which means if you take an isolate and you remove it and you put it in a healthy individual, you should be able to make that disease appear. They have not done that work. They cannot do that work. Because if they were able to actually isolate it and do that and, and, and try to infect a healthy subject, nothing would happen. If you look at any study done on contagion, what they have to do in order to produce a disease response is poison the host. It's exactly what vaccines do, by the way. If you actually could make a vaccine with just the isolate of what you were trying to promote some sort of immune response uh, from, say, even a bacteria, what would happen is nothing. because you have to first poison the host in order for them to go through a violent response uh, and produce cytokine storms and all these kinds of immuno uh, particles to get this absolute non-self out of the body. And that's why vaccines don't work unless they put the poison adjuvants in, the metals and the polysorbates and the antibiotics and all of these violent tissues that don't belong in your body. So right there, we don't have contagion and we don't have viruses from the research, from the from the base of the history of it. And I always encourage people to go read Dr. Stefan Lenka's work. If you're new to this, you're trying to understand this, you can take a virus and put it in a biological lab and make some Frankenstein monster because the second it hits air, the second it hits the sun, it's over. It, de it denatures. It's done. It dehydrates. Okay. All you can do if you want to make a Frankenstein monster, which I know they have in lab, you put it in the vaccine and you put it in people's bodies. And then you have a, a very big problem on your hands. So the first step is to make sure you're eating right. You're detoxing the body. You're learning about how to do that. And the next step is to not take a vaccine because that is exactly how you do get the biological agent inside your blood in which it will cause a huge uh, problem on every possible level and can be very hard to heal as many of us have attested we are vaccine damaged. I am myself. So I just wanted to address that. I have all the research and all the papers for anybody who wants the, that information. I'm more than willing. I have blog articles on my website 
lots of videos on this topic so you can learn about why this does not exist as described and to understand pleomorphism that we make the particles ourselves. And that's why they say it mutates. Oh, it's changed a little from Italy to Iran to Canada. Why it hasn't mutated at all. It's because we each make individual particles that are a little bit different than everybody else. So you can look at that map that they say it's mutated and it's all bollocks. So I just, I wanna get that point across. Thank you. And that was the voice of Amanda Vollmer. So I highly recommend checking her out, checking out her website. I assume she has one, but I agree with her. I agree with her. You have to poison people in order, them, in order to make them sick. They do it by themselves. They do it just by living. But when you directly poison yourself by injecting yourself with poison, what do you expect? What do you expect to happen? Not to mention, you combine that, of course, with the countless stories that we've already heard of individuals transmitting illnesses to people who have not been jabbed. So that's happening, which I've brought up a million times. And then you combine that with lowering one's immune system by wearing a mask. So there you have it. I also saw a statistic the other day that said that the Individuals who have been jabbed are 885% more likely to get SARS-CoV-2. So, yeah, take that for what it's worth. And I might also add that the VAERS report apparently is back up and has been updated and is now over. Hang on just one second. Well over 950 deaths. And that's just representing 1% to 10% of all of the actual cases. So do that math. And to return to that statistic, I might add, about the 885%, uh, this comes from the dailyexpose.co.uk, and the article is titled, Fully Vaccinated People Have a 885% Higher Chance of Death Due to COVID-19, than people who are unvaccinated, according to official data. Boom, bam. The PHE report, which can be viewed here, shows that between the 1st of February of 2021 and the 21st of June 2021, a total of 92,029 confirmed cases of the Delta variant had been confirmed. But uh, the only people getting sick are the jabbed as the article continues to say. So how's that going for everybody? How's that working out so far? And we are not even to cold season yet. You see, this is the kind of information that isn't being shared in these board meetings. Not yet. And we're not seeing the, the audio of it yet. And we're not seeing the videos of it yet. And again, if, if they exist, fantastic. But they need to get out there more often. You know, if parents are standing up and they're, and they're reading page after page after page of their experiences with this critical race theory nonsense. You need to start taking audio from this podcast or audio from other videos, either on Telegram or Gab or wherever you find them, and you need to start playing this kind of audio in these board, in these board meetings. It has to happen. This is the kind of audio that has to get out there. The stuff that uh, the Amanda Vollmer lady was saying earlier, that audio. Play that in a board meeting. Watch what happens. Watch everybody's head explode. 
Read, read the anonymous accounts of individuals who have become deathly ill from these jabs. Read them the, the research on the mask wearing and how it's completely ineffective. Read them the side of the box of the masks where it says does not protect against anything ever. Read those in board meetings. I mean, you can keep doing that. You can homeschool. Yes, of course. I highly recommend it. But man alive. These schools are going to keep taking these CDC guidelines seriously. They're going to keep implementing them because they're that dumb. They're just that stupid. There's no other way to there's no other way to put it. Well, our health department said our health department said we had to do this. And who's the health department taking advice from? The health department is always taking advice from the CDC. It's lockstep. Just lockstep. Bang, bang, bang. They do it, they say it, we do it, we say it. Over and over and over again. Start taking this kind of audio to board meetings. Please, please do it. Please do it. And oh, by the way, I did mention this earlier in podcasts months and months and months ago, and it's come true, ladies and gentlemen. The Pfizer company is manufacturing quote unquote booster shots. Because you know, the sheep can't have enough. They got to have more of the more of the jab juice coursing through their veins and they're going to start taking it year after year after year and they're going to get more and more sick and they're going to end up dead and then they're going to go, well, I don't understand what's going on. I don't understand what the deal is. It can't get clearer. It cannot get more clear. They want people dead from this kind of stuff, period. Parents should and can bombard them in board meetings with the facts. But they aren't going to hear it. So here's another example of another audio clip that you should compile and and play in these board meetings. And this comes from One America News. Listen to this clip. Now, a new report from doctors in England calls for a complete cessation of using COVID vaccines on humans. That's according to the UK-based Evidence-Based Medicine Consultancy Group, which submitted its findings to Britain's Department of Health, claiming there is, quote, more than enough evidence to declare the COVID-19 vaccines unsafe for use in humans. Clotting, unexpected immune system reactions, unusual pain reactions, neurological responses, loss of sight, hearing, speech, or smell, or adverse reactions affecting pregnancy, including miscarriage. Again, the only people getting ill are sitting in three categories now. The jabbed, the mask wearers, and the unjabbed who just happen to be around the jabbed because the jabbed are making the unjabbed ill. All of these cases have been reported. Anecdotal evidence, documented evidence, whatever you want to call it. It's not a lie. It's all real. And as I've said in the past, and I'm going to keep saying this because I think that this really has to be more than just a trend. This has to be the new thing that people start doing and people start seeing at board meetings. Bring your cell phone to those board meetings. Walk up, introduce yourself if you want, and and tell them very quickly what they're about to hear. Reference it, say the the person of the, you know, the name of the person who they're about to hear, and hit play. Just hit play on your phone. Or read directly from articles like this. And I'm not going to read this entire article, but this is just one of a gazillion examples that you could bring up. This too comes from the Daily Exposé, 
and it's titled The Real Pandemic, COVID-19 or Graphene Oxide, Poisonous Nanomaterial Found in COVID Vaccines and Face Masks. So I'm going to sum this up very quickly. This is all funded by the EU, the European Union, and anything that they touch dies. It's that simple. So graphene oxide is a poison. It's in every single jab, and it's in the makeup of the masks. It's inside the mask material. So again, countless schools are forcing children to wear something on their face that is poisoning them. Parents are allowing this to happen. School teachers are allowing this to happen. Quote-unquote health departments and health officials are allowing this to happen. It's an absolute abomination. And if you aren't bringing this up in school board meetings, when you walk up to the lectern and the microphone is in your face, it has gotten to the point now where you might be talking about something else that is distracting from this very life and death scenario. I'm not saying that to scare people. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. If you're not saving your children by pulling them out in homeschooling and you're actually sending them wearing masks because you don't want them jabbed, and you don't know how to homeschool, or you don't want to, or you don't know what to do. The fact is, is that you're allowing government to kill your child, and you need to stop letting that happen. Everybody needs to stop letting that happen. I don't have children, and look what I'm doing on a constant basis here. I'm trying to get this message out to countless people so that they can stand up for not just themselves and their own families, but the people who are out there who, who otherwise don't know what's going on. That's really the larger point here. So here's what I'm going to link in the description below. And this is, a, this is excellent audio. It's about 14 minutes long. So yes, at a school board meeting, you're not given 14 minutes from one person. But if you team up with about four or five other people, and each one of you has two or three minutes apiece, you can spread out, the, you can spread out this video and, f and play the entire video in the entire board meeting. Just one, one section at a time in chronological order. And it's an Ohio lawyer by the name of Tom Rents. And he testified, I believe, before or after Dr. Sherry Tenpenny during the Ohio Senate hearing where they were talking about the adverse reactions to these jabs and the mask wearing, etc., etc. And he explains in about 14 minutes all of the adverse reactions and what informed consent really means, including, I believe, some, some mask information as well. But see, this is the kind of audio that school board meetings don't want to hear because they just want to push through with what their health departments told them. Well, who talks to their health departments? The CDC does. So they take their orders from the CDC ultimately. Every school board does. And again, they may not. I'm, I'm certain that there's at least one school board out there that has their head on straight. It's unlikely. But it, 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 there's, there's probably somebody out there that's not doing any of this. The point is, is that you've got to play this kind of audio. So I'm going to link the Rumble video of his audio in the description below. It's just one example of what you should play within these board meetings. It's time to start letting the actual medical doctors have a voice in these board meetings, not just parents coming up and saying this, that, or the other, or parents reading from this person or another person. Actually play the audio. Just hold the microphone, just hold your cell phone up to the mic, and that right there 
Well, at the very least, it will put them back on their heels. And it will get them to maybe, just maybe, understand that their local health departments are just as corrupt as the CDC. And again, they probably already know all this, but at the very least, it gives the parents more control over the facts and what's actually going on. And again, if the school board doesn't comply, you have only one option at that point. You just have one option left, one card left to play. And that's everybody pull their children out of these schools in mass. It's the only way to shut down these schools. It's the only way. You sh- you you simply pull them all out in mass. If they won't change for the better, they won't change. It's that simple. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless. <laughs>